Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Forward Curve. Hello and welcome to The Forward Curve, the weekly podcast covering the commodity markets and the global economy. Brought to you by Gold Street Advisors, the independent research and advisory firm. Today, we'll look into how recent targets set by governments to reduce carbon emissions would affect commodity prices. I'm Christian Klavodecher, and joining me is our chief analyst, Robin Barr. Hey, Robin, good to see you. Thanks, Christian. Fossil fuels have been the mainstay of society for centuries, but their importance is changing amid the forces shaping the global energy transition out to 2050, as we've been hearing about in previous episodes of the podcast, and the key uncertainties surrounding that transition. The global energy system is likely to undergo a fundamental restructuring in order to decarbonize, which will create challenges and opportunities for the industry. At the same time, energy transition has the potential to give long-term support to the prices of industrial metals. Robin, can you tell us where we are along the path to net zero carbon emissions? Now that President Biden has brought the US back into the fold, most major countries are signed up to the Paris Agreement, which aims to slow the rate of global warming. Most of the world's largest economies are targeting net zero emissions of carbon dioxide by the middle of the century. Indeed, ahead of the UN Climate Change Conference, COP26, as it is uh, called, uh, is going to be held in Scotland later this year. Key stakeholders such as the US, China and the UK have announced more ambitious goals to accelerate the reduction in emissions. And even the International Energy Agency, which was founded in the 1970s, to ensure the security of oil supplies has called for an end to exploration of new sources of fossil fuels. Instead, the IEA suggests that greater investment in renewables should be a priority. Hmm. So, yeah, indeed. What do you see as the most noteworthy changes to note? Decarbonizing the global economy requires a complete redesign of the infrastructure for energy generation. This will involve the shift away from the burning of fossil fuels and towards cleaner, renewable methods such as wind, solar and nuclear power. Meanwhile, the consumption of energy will also be revolutionised. For example, many countries plan to ban the sale of cars with internal combustion engines within the next decade in favour of electric vehicles. Although powering the machinery to build renewable sources of energy could boost consumption of fossil fuels such as oil, gas and coal in the near term, achieving net zero carbon emissions implies a long term structural decline in their use. As a result, the value of fossil fuels is likely to decline over time and many of these resources will ultimately be left trapped in the ground. Hmm. So that said, we're still going to be pulling things out of the ground to assist this change, aren't we? Indeed, we are. Demand for fossil fuels will fade over time and instead reorientate towards, you guessed it, base metals, which are key inputs to equipment used to generate renewable energy, along with new technologies such as electric vehicles and batteries. Demand for key inputs used in the new 
green economy is set to rapidly increase. For example, the batteries used to power EVs alone will ramp up demand for the various industrial metals needed for production. This is just a drop in the ocean, given that the construction of new clean energy generation will also require a lot of industrial metals. These should provide long-term support to demand for many metals and could even lead to a twin speed super cycle in the global commodities market. That is to say a scenario in which the prices of fossil fuels decline over time while those of industrial metals increase. As we've explained previously, energy transition will require a diverse range of industrial metals. Aluminum, copper, tin and nickel are used in a wide range of products. Silver is also used in the manufacture of batteries along with solar energy generation. And a wide variety of rare earths are essential inputs across a broad range of industries. So this is all sounding quite bullish for metals then. If governmental commitment to climate change mitigation investment is as high as fund manager Schroeder's anticipate, then on a five to ten year time horizon, it expects copper, aluminum, nickel, cobalt and lithium prices to be significantly higher as demand and supply factors combine to create material shortfalls. Not a surprise, I would say, to regular listeners of the GSA podcasts. The scale of new supply investment needed to meet the demand created by climate change mitigation policies is unprecedented. This will take time to come on stream, particularly as environmental permitting and jurisdictional risks arising, meaning prices could be pushed meaningfully higher as demand accelerates and supplies continue to lag. In any situation in which major systemic changes take place, there are going to be those who benefit and those who don't. When looking at the commodity sector, green energy plans certainly look to be a threat to the fossil fuel industry. And while that is no doubt true, my colleague Robin has consistently laid the case for how the industrial or base metal sector will benefit. They say the only constant in life is change, which is not only true in our day-to-day -day existence, but should also be true for anybody's commodity investment portfolio. I want to thank Robin for joining me today, and I also want to thank you for joining us. Please be sure to subscribe to The Forward Curve on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Christian Klavodecher, and on behalf of the Gold Street Advisors team, I thank you for listening. And remember to always keep an eye and ear on the forward curve.